2050, extension Well, good morning and welcome to today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. We are now uh, two days away from the first day of winter. I know that uh, with every full moon, I pray for protection for my family and uh, my wife's family friends, people that we love because of the witchcraft that goes out at the full moon. We're just finishing a full moon. We're on the backside of it now, but during about a three-day period of time, there is witchcraft going out over the land. So at the full moon, it would be wise every month that you pray God's protection upon yourself, upon your family, upon those that you love. Then also, uh, I thank God for the full moons. I thank God that, uh, you know, with each season, when we leave one season and go into the next season like we're leaving fall, I thank the Lord for the all that the wonderful things that He did in the fall of 2021. We thank Him and we praise Him and we worship Him. We're grateful to Him. Thankful for the... Wonderful things that He does for us. Yeah, there might things. Yes, things might. Uh, there might be some hardships, but God causes all things to work together for good to those that love Him, to those that are called according to the purpose. The purpose. God's ha God has a plan. It's the purpose, His purpose, that we we desire to. Uh, you know, we want to do His will. And then with this year, we're about to end this year. We thank God for 2021. As hectic, chaotic, evil as it has been, we thank God for 2021. We thank Him for this year. Because along with the evil, there has been great good. Great, great good. We... uh God causes all things to work together for good to those that love Him. All things work together for good. We do love Him. So be grateful for those that uh, wish those that had a wonderful Hanukkah and uh, those that are going to, now that we go into the Christmas, may you all have a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful time, the holidays 
Now, in the Gospel of John, 1 John, not the Gospel, in the Epistle of John, in the King James, verse 1, John states that um, the epistles, I believe, I'm trying to remember, I believe the epistles were written after the book of Revelation. But first, first John chapter 1, verse 1. This is going to be the living Bible translation. I use uh, different translations. King James can be a little hard to understand at times. But let's see what he says in the Living Bible. Christ was alive when the world began. Yet I myself have seen him with mine own eyes and listened to him speak. I have touched him with my own hands he is God's message of life. Verse 2, This one who is life from God has been shown unto us, and we guarantee that we have seen him. I am speaking of Christ, who is eternal life. He was with the Father and then was shown to us. Verse 3, Again I say, we are telling you about what we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may share the fellowship and the joys we have with the Father and with Jesus Christ, His Son. And if you do, as I say in this letter, then you also will be full of joy, and so will we. I'm going to there are different things I'm going to cover in this next three hours. One thing I'm going to cover, like I covered last week, we're in a time right now with the hardships that we're in. This is a period of time where the Holy Spirit, His plan is to help His children to build their stamina, to build their endurance, to plan for a long race. If there is a pre-trib rapture and you plan to run the long race, it, it will be beneficial to you because you've planned for the long race, but you're going to be taken out of here before the tribulation begins or before the Great Tribulation begins. But if you plan to run this race, this Christian race, this great race, this great plan of God for your lives, if you plan to run a 100-meter dash, then you are going to be disappointed because you're not going to have the endurance, you're not going to have the stamina. You're not going to have the strength psychologically to run a long race and to go through the hardships that are coming.
The Christian life from the time a person is born again is the beginning of a lifelong race with God. It is the beginning of hardships and wonderful times, disappointments, but victories. But it's a lifelong race. Pilgrim's Progress. Many don't have never heard about the book Pilgrim's Progress. It's the story of the Christian life from birth to the time you go to be with Christ. And there are ups and downs, hills and valleys, mountains. There are turns, twists, but you go forward. The plan is to grow, to mature. One of the great strategies of the devil is to keep you looking at sin, to keep you focused on sin. And if you are focused on sin, if all you can see is sin, your sins, then you're going to go in a circle. You're going to be in a whirlpool. You're never going to get out of that. Within Catholicism, as a former Catholic, the emphasis every week by the priest was sin. Sin, 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 sin. Confession. Every week to go confess. Then you sin during the week and you go confess on the weekend. Or you go confession two or three times a week. The focus is sin. With Pentecostals in the Pentecostal world, not just the Pentecostals, but with even within many of the evangelical churches, you have a term, elevator salvation. You have victories with the Lord, and then you sin. And in many of the thought, the thinking in many of the Pentecostal churches, once you sin, you have lost your salvation. And now you have to repent, come back to Christ, and be saved once again. So you're saved one day. You're having a glorious time with God. You sin. No, now you're unsaved. You're unsaved and you go through days or weeks or months of depression because you've sinned. You don't know if Christ will ever take you back. But then you repent. You have a little revival in your heart and you return to Christ and you're saved again. One day you're saved. Then you're not saved. Saved, unsaved. Saved, unsaved. It's a circus, a vicious circle. It's a whirlpool. You can't get out of it. When the Christian people focus on just their sins, you will be bound. We're going to discuss this in depth. The focus cannot be your sins. Yes, you're going to sin. If you've been in Christ 40, 50 years like I have, you're going to sin. But if the sin is the focus... You're never going to go forward. You're going to stay and you're going to dwell on the sin and how you have offended God. And once again, oh, wretched man that I am, like the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 7. 
Your focus cannot be sin. Your focus has to be in the blood of Jesus Christ that has cleansed you from that sin. You sin, you take the blood, you apply the blood, you thank God, you're forgiven, washed from the day that Christ died on the cross, you were washed of your sins, and go on. Don't focus on that sin that you've committed. You have the blood of Jesus Christ, wash with the blood, wash the garment, your sins are forgiven, move on. Secondly, when you sin, Satan's great plan, strategy, is condemnation. Condemnation. You sin, you're condemned. You're condemned. But Christ, but but Paul the Apostle in Romans chapter 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed you from the law of sin and of death. There's no condemnation. Once you commit your sins, whatever your sins may be, they may be drastic, they may be thoughts in the heart, in the mind, but once you catch your sin, thank God for the blood that has washed that sin, and Satan will come to condemn you. But Paul said, there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. So sin, condemnations follows the sin. You sin, you're condemned. Don't focus on the sin. Focus on what God has done for you. He's washed you. He's cleansed that sin away. He's forgiven you of that sin if you confess it. Once you've confessed it, you don't have to confess it ten times. I remember, as a Catholic, I'd go to confession Saturday night, and then I couldn't do anything Saturday night because I knew I was going to sin. Well, this is what religion does. Religion keeps you bound. To the Catholic audience, to the Christian audience, to this audience, to the Catholics especially, there's going to come a time that you will not have a priest to go confess your sins to. The time is coming when there will not be Catholics allowed within to the, into the churches to confess their sins. 1973. I get saved in 1972. 1973, I'm reading in the New Testament. And as even as a Christian, I didn't know I was a Christian, but I re was reading the Bible. I knew God was real, more real than I'd ever experienced while I was in Catholicism. I had basically was not a practicing Catholic. I wasn't going to church. But one day I just felt I needed to go Actually, it was 1972. I, I felt I needed to go confess my sins. So I went in 
to the church, and I sat in the pew starting to remember all of the sins I had. Well, yes, uh, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I uh, uh, had a bad thought about my mother. I was upset because she didn't want me to, didn't allow me go, to go swimming. And my dad, uh, and I just started going through all these sins. And I, had, I remembered a verse in the Bible. You have no need to confess your sins to any man. There's no need to confess your sins to any man. Confess your sins to your Father who is in heaven. Confess your sins to your Father who is in heaven. And I sat there in that pew and I said, Lord, uh, I ask you to forgive me for this and that and all these different... In fact, I can't even remember my sins. I don't even know what my sins were back then. Yes, I went out and had... I got, had too much to drink. I got drunk. Uh, yes, I had a bad thought about this girl and that girl. Yeah, and I uh, had a bad thought about this guy. I wanted to beat him up. And uh, yeah, this and that. And uh, I wanted this car. I like the car I have, but that other car is nicer. I was coveting. Confess your sins to your Father who is in heaven. Catholics, you don't need confession. You need God to confess your sins to. Christians... Your sins are to be confessed to God in heaven. So, John, in 1 John, he is making, the, making it known, the reality of Christ, because he was with Christ, he saw Christ, he listened to Christ, he laid his head on Christ's chest. He was near him. He was a favorite. He was beloved. He was the youngest of the apostles. And all the apostles envied him. Because the Lord loves the little children. Well, he talks about in these three, in, in the first epistle, a lot about this about the blood. And I'm going to stay with this for this hour. Do not focus on your sins. The focus is to be on the on the what Christ did on the cross. He did everything on the cross when he has shed blood was shed. And he was side was pierced, and out came not only blood but water. You're not only washed in the blood or you're not only cleansed with the sin the sin isn't only cleansed with the blood but you're washed also verse 5 this then is the message that God has given to us to pass on to you God is light in him is no darkness at all if you say we are in it, are his friends, but go on living in spiritual darkness and sin, we are lying. But if we are living in the light of God's presence, just as Christ does, then we have a wonderful fellowship and joy with each other. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from every sin. If we say that we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and refusing to accept the truth. 
But if we confess our sins to Him, we can depend on Him to forgive us and to cleanse us from every wrong. And it is perfectly proper for God to do this for us because Christ died to wash away our sins. If you want to continue to remain a child in the Lord, young in the Lord, and to continue going around in circle circles, then focus on your sin. If this is what you want to do, focus on your sin. If you want to be free, focus on the blood that, that John is presenting. Focus on the blood. Focus on the fact that you have been forgiven. Your sins have been blotted out. They are not remembered. You remember them, but God doesn't remember them. He forgets them immediately, and He's trying to get you to remember and to forget. If you want to be forgetful about one thing, forget about your sins. Don't dwell on them. Thank God they are washed. You are washed. The sins are forgiven. Then you have to deal with the condemnation. You have the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that has freed you from the law of sin and of death. There is therefore now no condemnation. Romans 8, chapter 1. I'm sorry, Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed you from the law of sin and of death. Move on. Move on, Christian soldiers. Move on beyond your sin, past your sin. Move into the law of life, free from condemnation. We're moving into a world where if you dwell on your sin, you're not going to be victorious. God has already given you the victories through Christ. Now we'll go to chapter 2. First epistle of John, chapter 2. My little children, I am telling you this so that you will stay away from sin. And by the law of the Spirit of life, by walking in the Spirit, you don't have to even worry about it. While you're walking in Spirit, and your conscience is good, your heart is right, and your intuition, when you know that you're getting ready to, to uh, transgress, and by the power of the Spirit, you continue in holiness and righteousness, you're free. You don't, have to, you don't have to dwell on it. But if you sin, there is someone to plead for you. If you sin, someone to plead for you before the Father. His name is Jesus Christ, the one who is all that is good and who pleases God completely. He is the one who took God's wrath against our sins upon himself and brought us into fellowship with God. He is the forgiveness for our sins, and not only ours, but all the world's. And how can we be sure that we belong to Him? By looking and by obeying His teachings, His instructions. So, and he said, and he says, 
I know him. He that says, I know him, and you do not keep his instructions is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, these instructions, in this person verily is the love of God perfected. And because and through this, we know that we are in him. He that saith that he abides in him should also walk in him, even as he walked. So, verse 7, Dear brothers, I am not writing out a new rule for you to obey, for it is an old rule, one that you've always had from the start. You have heard it all before. Verse 8, Yet it is always new and works for you, just as it did for Christ. And as we obey his commandment to love one another, the darkness in our lives disappears and the new light of life in Christ shines on. Anyone who says he is walking in the light of Christ but dislikes his fellow man is still in darkness. Or he that saith that he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness even until now. This is very... This... This one verse is very simple. The matter of your neighbor or your brother. We're going to go to a break. We'll be right back. And we'll continue in just a few minutes. So, the present, I'm sorry, the present truth. Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church. Hi, this is Steve Pardue, Ramsey Auto Group. My partner, Mike Ramsey, and I, we're at 6310 West 10th Street, Greeley, Colorado. RamseyAG.com, 970-443-5654. We are the working man's friend. We are a Christian-based company, and we believe in taking care of our customers even more than selling a vehicle. Come see us anytime. We specialize in large trucks and SUVs, and we do recondition our cars to a fault. 970-443-5654, RamseyAG.com, Ramsey Auto Group. In 1964, a 10-cent dime bought you 10 cents worth of stuff. Today, we sell this silver dime for well over $2. This silver dime will buy you the same amount as it did in 1964, and it will buy you the same amount in 2030, 2040, and well beyond. Call 800-951-0592, the Patriot Trading Group, your gold and silver experts. 800-951-0592. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Hey, folks, the Rev here. When the economy collapses, so will society. Martial law will rule, 
but the protectors will become the looters and thieves. The future will be merciless. Prepare yourself now. Join the Rev for the best urban survival training available today. Call KHNC 970-587-5003 to reserve a seat now. That's 970-587-5003. Hey. Hey. Yes, you. Yes, you. Be sure to listen to Fake in the Truth, where Jason and Brian will bring you social media-level fakeness Monday through Thursdays at 3 p.m. right here on KHNC 1360 a.m. and 1360 That song right there says it all. When Jesus washed my sins away. I'm going to continue with uh, 1 John 9. Anyone who claims that he is in the light, following God's truthfulness, but hates his brother or sister, is still in the darkness. This is very evident. The <clears throat> hatred of your fellow man, as Christians we are to love our fellow man, and as believers we are to love those in the family of God. But the strategy of the accuser of the brethren is to continually keep the family of God at war with itself. Now, if we, were, if we are, uh, if we have problems with a Christian because we don't like the way they look, because uh, personality conflicts, things like this, God gives us grace to, these things can be petty, but they're powerful. Now, in the matters of doctrinal differences, that's a different thing. You don't have to hate somebody to have a difference with your doctrines or your theology or your eschatology or Bible history, things like that. There's just a debate on spiritual that matters and uh, doctrines, whatever. But now to hate believers, and this is, again, the, the one, the, the devil, number one, hates man in general, anybody that has been made in the image of God. But this matter of hatred, Paul, I mean, sorry, John addresses it because it's not allowed. Not allowed in the family of God. And if there are quarrels, then Paul says, okay, but, just keep yourself, keep distance between you. You don't need to aggravate problems. You don't want to be, you don't want to be tripped into, I, I, I'll put it this way. I had a, years ago, uh, living in California, there was a brother, we worked together, and I did not like him. His name was uh, Phil. He didn't like me, I didn't like him, he was very, very, uh, strong-willed, and I'm strong-willed, 
And so there was just a continual clash between us. We worked together. And when you're young in the Lord, you like comp- there's just competition. But I, I know that I just, I, I knew it was wrong. And I would just tell the Lord, Lord, amen, amen. I, I must have repented 10 times a day. And on the days that I'm working with him, I repented 100 times a day. But eventually, I would pray for him. I didn't want to, but I would just pray. And I I don't remember my prayers, but I did pray for him. Well, then, I moved from uh, Berkeley for a period of time down to Southern California. And I was completely away from him. And I was kind of happy to be away. But I, ran, I, I saw him at, we had a conference in the summer. I hadn't seen him for about, oh, four months. And the strangest thing happened. We were between meetings, and I'm walking down an aisle, and Phil, there's Phil. And I, I don't know what happened, how God did this, but I looked at him, and I realized, man, I love this guy. And he looked at me and simultaneously we saw each other and we made a dash for each other. And he goes, Rick, how are you? And I said, Phil, I'm great. How about you? He says, I'm wonderful. We fell in love. And we, I don't know how God does this, but this is what God does. He has the ability to, someone that you dislike, Intensely, you begin to love fervently. And we had a little talk, and I wished the best for him, and the greatest for him, he wished the best for me. So, God can help you if you're having problems with other believers. Verse 10, Whoever loves a brother or sister and lives in the light and will not cause anyone to stumble in his faith. Uh, and will not cause anyone to stumble in his faith. There is no cause of stumbling in him. So if you don't trip, if you don't cause anybody to stumble, you will not stumble. And the stumbling can be by apostasy or sin. And right now, there is great stumbling with the believers in the body of Christ in the evangelical churches and all the churches throughout the world because of apostasy. Verse 11. But he that hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and doesn't know whether he's going because that darkness has blinded his eyes. Then verse 12. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. When we come into Christ, we're young in Christ. One of the main experiences is this matter of sin. And Paul and, and John addresses it right here. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. And this was one of the things that when I eventually <clears throat> began to... Uh, went into an assembly to be churched, to be trained, to be instructed, to be taught the deep doctrines of the faith and theology and eschatology and Bible history 
I went into an assembly. They were very heavy. Heavy, heavy. Bottom heavy. Top heavy. On doctrine, theology, not so much on eschatology, but on Bible history. History of Israel. History of the church. Very light on eschatology and the gifts of the Spirit. But heavy on everything else. Soteriology, salvation, salvation of the soul, eternal salvation, uh, salvation in your walk, salvation uh, of the, the mind and the emotion and the will, the saving of your soul, the saving of your body to be holy to God, to be used by God as a vessel, as an instrument for God's plan and purpose to further His kingdom. Very heavy on this experience. And it wasn't doctrine, it wasn't knowledge only. It was experience. You can know about God, but the experience of God is different. I can tell someone about going to the deep levels in the experience that God will take us to, deeper, 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 into deeper atmospheres of walking with God, knowing God, knowing, uh, like Paul said, that I might know Him and the power of His resurrection, to have the experience of the power of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. I can talk about it, but the experience is completely different. I've had these experiences. I know what Paul is talking about. I had at one point in my life the knowledge of it, but I didn't have the experience. God is the one who, in our calling, will take us deeper into these atmospheres. Each atmosphere is a little deeper. It can be a little more trying. Then the next one is a little more, a little deeper, a little more trying. But everyone, when you're, when you're finished in that school where God has you, the joy and the deeper understanding of who God is and what God's plan is as a whole and for you individually is, is just invaluable. It is precious. It is, it is rewarding. But many Christians do not want to go to the deeper levels in the experience of who God is. Paul and the apostles, they continually through their lives went to deeper levels, de deeper, more important, more valuable experiences. But at the same time, you will go to these atmospheres above into joy and to just the the blessings, the great, great blessings and the great joy and the glory of who God is. So going on here. Verse 12, I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven you for His name's sake. Verse 13, I write unto you fathers because you have known Him that is from the beginning. I write unto you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. There's no talk with the fathers and the young men. There's no talk of sin. 
because they deal with it right away because they're washed. They have the experience that sin is not the problem because they have learned how to wash immediately, break the power of condemnation, and go forward. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. They're moving away from being caught in that whirlpool, that vicious cycle. Verse 14, I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known Him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong, and the Word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. You go from children to young men. I remember in the years, in my, the heart of my Christian life, I remember this was my experience. This is your experience. Many people have this experience to over, being able to overcome and having the Word of God live in you. Not just be in you, not just in, memory, not as in memorization only, but in experience. Like one of my favorite verses, my go-to verse, one of them. That all things, not some things, not a few things, all things, all things work together for good. All things, good and bad, hard and pleasant, negative and positive, all things work together for good. These things will work together for good. Even the, the times in life, you might say, where I didn't know whether to go left or right, and I go right, and I should have gone left. God takes that decision I made to go right because I went by faith. He causes it to work together for good. To those that love God, Either you love Him or you don't love Him. But if you love Him, all things work together for good to those that are called according to the purpose, His purpose. God has an eternal purpose. We are in it. Whether we understand it, whether we grasp it in our thinking, we are in the greatest purpose that a man can be a part of. There is no greater purpose than to be in the purpose of God Himself. God has an eternal purpose. We who are born again are in that purpose. The purpose is not just to be, to live eternally with God. The purpose is that we will experience God in this life and we will as co-partners with Christ and co-partners with other members of the body of Christ, that we will further this great, mighty, magnificent kingdom that God has put us in as a family to further the kingdom of heaven, to bring the reality of God and His kingdom to this world, to present it to our families, to those around us. This is a great plan and purpose, the greatest purpose. You can have, you can be the president of the United States ruling a country. Great, powerful purpose. 
but it's not does not compare to being part of an eternal kingdom that cannot be shaken and to be asked by God to participate to further this kingdom to enjoy the power of this kingdom personally to enjoy the power of the Holy Spirit to know the power that is in the word of God and to take the word of God and use it as a sword to, to protect yourself and to uh, use it against the kingdom of darkness. I'll give you an example. I'm in Berkeley, California. There's a young boy. He's a 17 years old. He's a black, black uh, young man. Uh, he is mentally handicapped. And he would come. He couldn't read the Bible. But every time we had a meeting, he would come. And he'd have that Bible. And he'd, meet, he'd ask me every time. He would have me read out of Revelation. Uh, I'm trying to remember chapter 4, where his hair is white as wool. And I would read that to him every single time I would see him. He'd give me that Bible and says, read that to me, read that to me. Well, he, I think his, he had maybe a four, four-year-old mentality. But he knew God and he, this kid just shined. He was just shining. And one day I saw him and I asked him how he was doing. He said, I was walking down the street and some two boys came up to me and wanted to sell me drugs. And I said, Richard, what? He says, yeah, they came up. He said, they, Rich, they wanted to sell me drugs. I said, well, Richard, what did you do? He says, I looked at them and I pointed at them and I said, get thee behind me, Satan. And they fell down and got up and started running away. That's the power of God in the experience of the word. Get thee behind me, Satan. And these two kids fell down and got up and took off. I believe he said they fell down. I've heard of that before. Having the power of God with you using His Word. I better get back here to verse 15. So you have little children, fathers, young men. Then in verse 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, if any man love the cosmos, the love of the Father is not in him. If any man love the world, and it is the world where Satan's seat is. In Revelation chapter 2, I think it's verse 13 to Pergamos. Where Satan's seat dwelleth, where? In the cosmos. Be right back. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com 
Hey folks, The Rev here. Most of you know I teach a hardcore urban survival class at Warriors Revolution. Classes are every other Thursday and Saturday. Classes are $25 a session, and there's five total sessions. Contact the radio station at 970-587-5003. That's 970-587-5003. Or you can call the Rev directly. We'll get you scheduled and get you in class. A lot of radio stations boast about having two, three, four, five hundred thousand listeners. But what they don't tell you is the average listener only listens for four minutes. A song plays they don't like, same old boring commentary, or worse yet, as soon as the commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer, a lot longer. We have one of the longest time spent listening in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial when the commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss what our hosts have to say next. Advertise with 1360 KHNC and have your message be heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. We also have the best rates in Colorado. 970-587-5003 or 1360KHNC.com. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners, family-owned and operated since 1970. We use the latest non-toxic green cleaning systems and state-of-the-art tensioning units to assure a quality and consistent finish. Located in Severance and Fort Collins, from wedding gowns to sleeping bags, we do it all. For info and directions, call us at 970-775-0623. Again, 970-775-0623. Kids, when making those cool motorcycle sounds when riding your bikes, don't use your baseball or even your Pokemon cards because they may be worth money someday. Instead, use that embarrassing baby picture that your mom took of you in that ridiculous outfit. But when she finds out, you didn't hear that from us. Another friendly reminder from 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Always wear your helmet. Okay, we're back, and uh, my contact information is P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502, Olive Tree Ministry, abbreviated, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree Program. The matter of sin, it, there is a generation in the book of Proverbs, I believe it's chapter 30. There is a generation whose uh, sins are not forgiven. 
There's a generation who the people of that generation do not have an idea of their sins. It's not important to them. It was important to God. That's why we are forgiven for our sins. I'm going to continue now. Verse 20. I'm sorry. Verse uh, 19. Whoopsie, let me back up. Love not, verse 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the cosmos. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. It is in the world where Satan has set his seat. The church of Pergamos, where God, where John stated that it was in Pergamos where Satan's seat was. Well, at the time of Constantine, the church had a change from holy things to now beginning to have a relationship with the cosmos, the world. This is the strategy of Constantine at that time. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For the, all that is in the cosmos, the lost, lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world will pass away, the lust of it, but he that does the will of God abides forever. Not just eternally, but in time he abides, continues, moves forward, is victorious. He abides. Verse 18, little children, it is the last time. As you have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now there are many antichrists, whereby we know it is the last time. That was 2,000 years ago. But now truly, antichrist and the antichrist system is here. We'll be back. Hey man, pass the battle over and take a couple of hits off the My Kind CBD. Get your CBD by going to 1360KHNC.com and click on the shopping button, man. Silly Jamaican, there's no THC in this product. It's certified THC-free. Just go to the website, 1360KHNC.com, click the shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Kristen Thoburn. Colorado's sentencing laws are getting national attention. It's only been a few days since a 110-year sentence was handed down for Rogel Aguilera Medeiros after his semi crashed into a rush hour traffic jam and killed four people in April of 2019. Several million people who consider that term excessive have signed an online petition calling on Governor Polis to reconsider 
and reduce it. Multiple factors go into such a long sentence, but University of Denver law professor Ian Farrell says a big one is mandatory minimum sentencing. Depending on, for example, which class of felony you have been convicted of, that gives the court a sentencing range. But if you're convicted of what the state considers a crime of violence, that extends minimum sentences for each offense. Each of them individually might have, say, a four-year minimum, or because it's a crime of violence, an eight-year minimum. But when you add that up consecutively over this number of charges, you get what is effectively a life sentence. Jefferson County DA Alexis King says in filing charges, she asked for the minimum sentence allowed by law, not the maximum. I'm Jim Williams. Some Colorado educators could get up to $5,000 towards their student loans through a state program designed to attract teachers to rural and hard-to-fill positions. Applications open this week for the Educator Loan Forgiveness Program. It's open to teachers, administrators, and special service providers with a valid Colorado license. Should be a great weekend for snow sports. Some recent snow has most ski resorts open and opening more runs and lifts. If you are hitting the backcountry, be aware that avalanche danger remains considerable in most mountain zones. There should be another batch of mountain snow mid-next week. COVID-19 is impacting sports in a big way. The NHL has postponed hockey matchups indefinitely amid COVID outbreaks. At least three players on the Colorado Avalanche tested positive this week. The NFL is postponing some games this weekend, but for now it seems the Denver Broncos game against the Cincinnati Bengals is set to go on as scheduled. I'm Kristen Thoburn. Twas the night before Christmas and... There's no time for poems. Santa is coming. He's coming here? Of course. Santa never misses Christmas at Gaylord Rockies. Hurry, check the speed of the snow tubing hill at Glacier Point. Taste the treats over at the gingerbread decorating corner. Oh, make sure the Cirque Dreams Holidays performers perfect their flips. How many pounds of snow do we have? Uh, three million. What about the new event? All 12 interactive challenges in Mission Safe Christmas featuring Elf are ready to go. Come see so much Christmas. Tickets and overnight packages at Christmas at GaylordRockies.com. Are you planning for retirement? When planning for retirement, it's important to include a plan for when it's time to stop driving. When you choose to use public or nonprofit transit services as part of your retirement plan, you are offered senior discounts and are choosing a safe, comfortable alternative to driving, utilizing trustworthy providers. For a list of public and nonprofit transit providers in Colorado and to learn when it's time to stop driving, visit olderwiser.org, olderwiser.org. It is not because men have made laws that life, liberty, and property exist. On the contrary, it is because life, liberty, and property existed beforehand that men made laws in the first place. What then is law? It is the collective organization of the individual right to lawful defense and punishing injustice. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. Hi listeners, Jack here. The Hunting and Sportsman Gun Show is Northern Colorado's premier event in 2021. These shows feature dozens of vendors that guarantee the best selection of guns and ammo in Northern Colorado, from the Loveland Outlet Mall to Island Grove Park in Greeley. For show dates, locations, or table reservations, visit peshows.com. That is peshows.com. While you're out, visit Harsh Outdoors at 600 Oak Avenue in Eaton, Colorado. They carry a full line of ATVs, UTVs, mowers, trimmers, sprayers, and chainsaws from Husqvarna, DR, Generac, and EasyGo. Whether you have a half an acre or 1,000, they carry the equipment you need. They always have a full line gun store with lots of firearms, ammo, safes, and accessories. Check out HarshOutdoors.com. That's HarshOutdoors.com. 
backyard, or back 40, Harsh Outdoors has got you covered. Hi, this is Steve Pardue, Ramsey Auto Group. My partner, Mike Ramsey, and I, we're at 6310 West 10th Street, Greeley, Colorado. RamseyAG.com, 970-443-5654. We are the working man's friend. We are a Christian-based company, and we believe in taking care of our customers even more than selling a vehicle. Come see us anytime. We specialize in large trucks and SUVs, and we do recondition our cars to a fault. 970-443-5654, RamseyAG.com, Ramsey Auto Group. Grass on the ground smelling sweet. Move up the road to the outside of town and the sound of that good gospel beat. Sits a ragged tent where there ain't no trees and that gospel group. Welcome back to the second hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. In the first hour, we were talking about how sin, if you focus on it, you're going to be caught in a loop. And our focus cannot be our sin. Our focus has to be on the blood that has cleansed us from our sin. It has to be on Christ and all that He did for us to free us from the power of sin. After we sin, then the condemnation begins. Well, the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8, verse 1 stated, There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed me from the law of sin and death. So after sin comes a common condemnation. But for the sin, we have the blood of Jesus Christ that has washed us from all of our sins. For the condemnation, we have the law of the spirit of life that frees us from the law of sin and death. And the purpose is to go forward to not focus on the sin, to not be held captive by the condemnation, but to be free from both by the blood and by the power that is in the law of life, in the spirit, to go forward. This is the plan of God. It has always been. I remember early in my Christian life, I'm born again for about a year, about two years roughly, but I'm not being churched. I'm not in an assembly. I read the Bible. I know the Holy Spirit. I know He's with me. And it was during that time, outside of a church setting, I got to know my intuition. I got to know something within my intuition, something really deep, just a sense, an unction. And for that time, before I actually went out to Berkeley, California to be churched, which wasn't I didn't plan it. It was just in the sovereign hand of God. He takes us to places where we look back and we think, wow, that was just the hand of God being sovereign. We would never make decisions like that, but God makes decisions for us, puts us in a school 
where we can be trained to teach us, instruct us. Well, during, once I went into California to be in a little fellowship, the pastor of the assemblies, he was heavy on the matter of the blood of Jesus Christ. You're going to sin because we were all young people. In the little assembly where I was, 50% of us were uh, 20, average age of maybe 24. 50% of the assembly. Hippies. Long hair, beards, bell-bottom pants, tie-dye shirts, tie-dye everything. We were hippies. But his message to us, wash in the blood and go on. Wash in the blood, go on. Don't be stuck. Go on. Mature. And I had forgot, really, I have these experiences, but I have to go back, <clears throat> like the parable of the treasures, new and old. Christ is always giving us new experiences, new treasures, new insight, new revelation. Always new. But, in that parable it says treasures old and new. So I have to go back and I remember my experiences years ago and I realize how valuable they are. And that's why I bring that testimony of a young Christian in an assembly being churched or being trained. I don't like to use the word church. I use the term instructed being taught the disciplines of the Christian faith, the insights into the, the, uh, all of the Christian doctrines, sanctification, justification, uh, glorification, these things, redemption, atonement, the whole swing. It was deep, deep teaching being taught, being instructed, not just intellectually, but then the deep experiences of having Christ, overcoming the world, overcoming self, overcoming the flesh. And I remember how victorious we as young people were because we were instructed, not just myself, but the whole, all the assemblies, young and old, do not get caught and stuck in the trap of looking at your sins because you will, it's a maddening circle. You can't be free. I remember Christians that would come to visit us from the Pentecostal churches there in Oakland. And they had, I realized they had this elevator salvation. They sin, they lose their salvation. They repent, they get their salvation back. They sin, they lose their salvation. And we talked about it, elevator salvation. But we were, we were taught in this discipline to plead the blood of Jesus Christ and go on. Confess our sins, go on. If we had an offense with the brother, we would confess to the Lord. Yes, Lord, I repent of that. But then you had to go make it right with the brother. You had to apologize. You had to 
ask for forgiveness. That's a hard part to do. That's a hard thing to do also. You offend somebody and you don't want to reconcile with them. No, you have to. It's a family. God's not going to allow his children to be at odds with each other. That's the strategy of the devil. Reconcile. You don't have to live in the same house, but at least you need to have a reconciliation. That's what we would do. And then, with the uh, deep things of Christ in the Scripture and the experiences. So, we're now we're going to move from sin and condemnation. We're going to walk, move out into freedom. Okay, in 1 John chapter 2, talking about those men in the assemblies that were part of the Christian world but were not Christians. They were wolves. They were children in the occult from the other kingdom. Verse 19. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go to verse 18. Little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now, there are many Antichrists already back at his time. 60 years later, 50 years later. Thereby, we know that it is the last time, or the end time. Verse 19. They, these Antichrists, went out from us, but they were not of us. In other words, they were never truly members of the body of Christ. They were not Christians. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made known, exposed, manifest, that they were not of us. I remember in some of the assemblies, there were people that we didn't even know. We swore they were Christians because they had the lingo they dressed like we did. They had the lingo like we did. But they never confessed the name of Jesus Christ. They never talked about the Holy Spirit. But they talk about Christian love and righteousness. And they talk about everything but the Lord Jesus Himself and the Holy Spirit. I don't remember them ever stating they were born again. I don't remember them ever so many things I don't remember them doing. I realized they were not of us. Verse 20. But you have an unction from the Holy One and know all things. Unction is something very, very deep in the intuition. You have an unction and you know all things. And just deep, deep, deep within the, uh, in your uh, intuition, Maybe you don't even know the Bible. Maybe you don't even have these scriptures. But you just sense. And the unction, because of it, you know all things. I have not written unto you, verse 21, because you know not the truth, but because you do know the truth. And that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denies that Jesus is the Christ? Who is the liar? He is Antichrist that denies the Father and the Son. Whosoever denies the Son 
the same has not the Father. He that acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Verse 24. Let that therefore abide in you, or dwell in you, live in you, which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall abide, live, dwell, and remain in you, you also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. These are the truths. And this is the promise that He has promised us, even eternal life, endless life, forever life. 25, verse 25, and this is the promise okay, that He has promised us, even eternal life. Verse 26, these things I have written unto you concerning them that seduce you. And I have seen this in my Christian years. People come in to, there was a brother and sister. And I'm telling you, these guys were, I thought they were so doctrinally sound. I couldn't believe it. We eventually had a, uh, I left the assembly that I'd been part of after, after about three, four years. And this brother and sister that we knew, they moved to Washington State, Seattle. We hadn't been in touch with them for about a year or two. They came to visit us. And they picked up this doctrine of universalism. In other words, that at some point in time, Adolf Hitler is going to be forgiven and enter into the joy of the Lord. Genghis Khan, Pol Pot, Chairman Mao, the demons are going to be forgiven, and the devil himself will be forgiven and be saved. And we, we thought, what in the world? Where did they get this teaching from? This is not biblical. But that's what they believed. And I realized they had been seduced. They had been seduced doctrinally by the little assembly that they were with in Seattle. Well, I want to tell you, there's this type of seduction right here in northern Colorado. This doctrine of universalism that eventually even the devil is going to be redeemed. This is, this is really uh, apostasy, apostate thinking, satanic, demonic, devilish type of thinking. It is not biblical. It is definitely from the other world. So, he's staying here, stating, be careful so you're not seduced. Don't think you can't be seduced by errant doctrine. Verse 27, But the anointing which you have received of Him abides in you. And you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it has taught you, you shall abide in Him. The anointing that we have received, each one of us, is so that we will abide in Christ, that we will live in Christ, that the Holy Spirit that is in us keeps us anchored in Messiah, keep us anchored in who He is, and the truths, like the unction, is no lie. 
the unction that we have. We know all things. We sense when something is not right, when there is a lie, when there is an untruth, when there is something that's deviating uh, a concept, a philosophy that deviates from the teachings that we receive in the Holy Bible. And there is much teaching today, New Age teaching, Gnostic thinking. Uh, there is uh, uh, so many within the Christian church that have been deceived into uh, angel worship or, uh, you know, there are many, there are many variations of who Christ is having a Christ consciousness. No, no. This type of, this type of thinking is in the occult. Uh, it is, it is new age. It is Eastern mysticism. No, there is not a Christ consciousness. There is the knowing of God himself, Christ himself, because Christ, as the Holy Spirit dwells in us, it is some, not something opaque. It is not something that is uh, in the land of, of just the, the mind or in the philosophy. No. This is why eventually John here is going to go on to say that whosoever denies that Christ came in the flesh, whosoever denies that is basically Antichrist. <clears throat> and the New Age thinking that came in into, the into America, into the body of Christ, it had already been coming in in the, in the 40s and 50s, in the, but it really came in in the 60s with the with the new uh, changes in attitudes towards sex and music, the occult world, new age movement, the dawning of the age of Aquarius, teachings, mystic teachings that came in uh, within Judaism, even the mystic religions of the Kabbalah that have come in to messianic churches. I know Messianic churches, friends that I'd been with that were in the assembly that I came out of, they knew the deep doctrines of, of God, but then they start to, to lean into the teachings of the Kabbalah. And I had to tell this brother, what are you thinking? Then he tells me, as a rabbi, he tells me that they believe, they don't believe that the Holy Spirit is God. They're denying the Holy Spirit. They believe in God the Father, God the Son, but don't believe in God the Holy Spirit. And then uh, another friend ends up in a, 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 a Jewish assembly, Orthodox assembly in Boulder, and they don't believe that the blood of Jesus Christ that washes away the sins of the world was necessary. They don't believe that the blood sacrifice is needed. Well, my Bible says not only is it needed, it is mandatory, it is God's way, it is the only way that God could redeem sinful man to himself without the shedding of blood of the Messiah, the spotless lamb, without spot or wrinkle, without blemish, holy, there would be no forgiveness of sin. 
But the anointing which you have received of Him abides in you. You need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, you shall abide in Him. The purpose of the forgiveness of sin is to abide, is to go forward, to not sit and be stuck, to not be caught in that trap. Then again, when the sin comes, right behind it comes the condemnation. Paul talks about sin in Romans chapter 7. Wretched man that I am, but I thank God. And then Paul says, okay, I've been stuck in sin, and the law of sin, the law of the commandments, the law, the commandments brought in the law that I can't be freed from. But now in Romans chapter eight, Paul says, "But there is therefore now no condemnation." I have to stay on this, emphasize it over and over. My teachers used to emphasize things over and over because we didn't generally catch it the first or second or third time. But eventually, like the Lord told Moses, every year, rehearse the Passover to the children of Israel. Every year, rehearse it, because they'll forget it. They need to hear it year after year after year after year, every year of their lives. We have Passover every day. Every day, the death angel passes over. Every day, we have the reality of the Passover. The Passover was once a year with Israel. But every day, we need the death angel to pass over. And with us as believers, every day is a Passover day. The death angel passes over. Every day, we have the, the blood of the Lamb sprinkled, so to speak. On our, on our mind, our mind, emotion, our will, on our heart, our conscience, and our intuition. We plead the blood over the deeds of the flesh. Every day we sprinkle the blood. Not once a year. Not once a year for atonement. Every day we have atonement. At one with God. Every day, as believers, we have the reality of the Passover days or of the feast days. We have the reality. Every day, we dwell in Christ. We have our being in Him. We walk in Him. We live in Him. Every, every day, we have the booth experience. He is our dwelling. We dwell in Him. And He dwells in us. Every day is the day of the, the Feast of Trumpets. Because every day we have to speak about the great things of God. We have to announce to the world. Even in Deuteronomy chapter 32... It says that we are to proclaim, we are to make His name great. We are to publish His name daily to those around us. I publish and my wife and I, we publish His name to each other all day long. Lord Jesus, we just love You. I tell my wife, I said, man, the Lord is so good. The Lord is so good. He is so great. And we just have a, we have a moment. We have these moments all day long. Honey, the Lord loves you. He really loves you. I know He does. He said, He loves you more than He loves me. And I don't care. I'm so happy that God loves my wife more than me because it makes me happy that He loves her so much 
And I think, wow, that makes me happy. So I get blessed because he loves her more than he loves me. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And uh, But every day we're proclaiming. Every day we're publishing. Every day we're making known the greatness of God Almighty. Every day in our goings and our comings. I thank the Lord like I started the first hour. I thank God for this fall. This has been a blessed, blessed fall. The summer was a blessed summer. It was the greatest ever. Even in spite of hardships, in spite of everything, it's the best. The spring we had in 2021 is the best. It was the it was fantastic. It was just the best. This whole year has been blessed. Last year, 20, 2020, was great. 2019 was the top. 2018 was better. 2017 was so magnificent. 2016 was just fantastic. If you have this kind of an attitude, you will be blessed. You will not be cursed. All the curses that the devil has tried to curse you with will be bound, broken, forgotten. God is good. God has blessed us. Next year, 2022, we don't know what's coming. It's going to be the top year. It's going to be the best. Because God will be with us. God will be there. God will carry us. God will give us hope. God will help us with torment, with anxiety, with whatever it may be. It is going to be a blessed year. We are going to get victories in this coming year. Great, great victories in our God. We're going to have victories like we could never have imagined. Not for ourselves only, but for those that we love, that are around us. God is going to visit us visit us, and continue to help us with our stamina and our endurance so that we can be victorious in the year to come. We'll be right back. This is Bucky Dillon, and the Liberty Revolt is back, founded on strategies to engage in the culture war and to develop a better understanding of political philosophy, policies, and their ramifications. So don't miss the Liberty Revolt Saturdays from 5 to 6 p.m. on 1360 KHNC. Hello, Win Home Inspection? I think I have a problem. Boy, we're on the case. Look, Watson, up there by the door frame, a crack in the plasterboard. We need to investigate further, perhaps the crawl space, Mr. Holmes. Yes, carry on. Aha! It's the foundation that's cracked. Oh, if this continues, the whole house will begin to fall apart. Leaks in the plumbing, leaks in roofing, cracks in the wall. Do you hear that? It looks like we've sprung a leak already. I'm so glad I called Win Home Inspections. 970-238-8333. The Loveland PE Gun Show, December 11th and 12th, has two giveaways from Zip Guns. A Springfield Hellcat on Saturday and an AR-15 on Sunday. Guns, ammo, knives, military surplus, self-defense products, and much more. Located off of I-25 and Highway 34 West at the outlets at Loveland. Buy, sell, and trade, and $50 CCW classes on Saturday and Sunday. See PEShows.com to register. That's PEShows.com. See you at the show. Hi, I'm Joey DeQuint, and I'm here to help you protect and build your wealth so you and your family can live your best life no matter what the world throws at you. Great. Another financial guy telling us to sell our gold and silver. Nope, not with me. I encourage hard assets, and I know a great place to buy gold and silver. Well, I'm sure you operate with high fees and commissions. Just the opposite. We pride ourselves with some of the lowest fees and commissions in the industry. Most financial guys are only interested in what they want to sell and don't want to listen to our customers, and we have some of the most educated listeners in the country. And once they 
make the sale, we never hear from them again. Not with me. I grow with my customers and check with them every quarter to ensure all of their goals are being met and to make sure that they have all the coverage they need as their life changes. Do you handle life and long-term care insurance as well? You bet we do. And the younger you are, when you get this coverage, the lower the cost. I'm Joe Jaquin, and I'm not just Joey's dad. I'm his client. When it comes to your financial well-being, deal with a name you can trust. Call Joey at 602-909-9048 or email joey.jaquin at nm.com. This is Carter, bail agent at ASAP Bail Bonds. We now have a radio show. Tune in every Sunday at 2 to 3 to learn the truth about bail. Feel free to give us a call anytime for free bail information. 970-378-7878. We want you to know the truth about the rise in crime. Tune in every Sunday at 2. Learn how public bail bonds policy affects crime and get all of your bail bonds questions answered by tuning in or calling in to Bail Talk Sundays from 1 to 3 right here on the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC. I think that says it all. I think it says it all. When, uh, since, since 2000, no, 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 no. In about... The summer of 1976, I had the revelation that there is therefore now no condemnation that is in Christ Jesus. It was at the same time I had the revelation in that vicinity, time period. I'm sorry, it was actually 74. I said 76 that there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. And we had the revelation that our sins were washed away. We were to go forward. We were to wash, get up, and go. It's like little children, when they fall down, they get up and keep going. And the condemnation, when they had the revelation, there's no condemnation. That was the freedom 
when I was just a young man, to move forward with Christ and not be caught in a whirlpool, in a vicious cycle. This is what God wants for His children, that you would not be caught in a cycle. Whatever you look at, whatever you focus on, it's going to control you, it's going to own you, it's going to devastate you. It's like when you're driving, whatever you're looking at is the direction that vehicle is going to go. If you're looking into the left lane, eventually it's going to try to drift to the left. You have to stay focused on, whatever you stay focused on is the direction you're going to go. We are going to sin to the day we die, but we got to go on. Now in John, 1 John chapter 2, the last verse of chapter 2. So if you know that He is righteous, you know that everyone that does righteousness is born of Him. Meaning, your conduct in life with your fellow man, if your conduct is righteous with your fellow man, not the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, which are hypocritical, which are hypocrites. But if you're honest, real, genuine, there's no guile. You don't do things for a motive. You do things before God, to please God, to be holy, to be righteous. You, you don't. You're content with where God has you. And, and where God has you is the best place you can be if you accept it and if you praise Him for it because He'll teach you every single experience that we have in life is so that God can teach us a lesson. The sooner you learn the lessons of a hardship, the faster you will, the Lord will remove you, move you on. You will move on from those experiences. And as you learn a lesson, remember, I'm going to give you a testimony. I'm in Las Vegas. My wife works at the radio station there, the Christian station. I have my programs there. She's working to support us, to support the station. I do what I can do. Uh, paint, do odd jobs. And one day, I went to uh, one of the parking garages. I'm waiting for my wife to... I think I just dropped her off at the station. I uh, went to pray. I'm praying Hebrews chapter 7. And while I'm praying Hebrews, it's about Melchizedek. And the Lord tells me, and this is for you also. He said, I am going to teach you who God the Father is. I am Melchizedek. I know my Father. And I am going to teach you who my Father is because I am the High Priest. And the High Priest teaches His children who God the Father is. And I thought, wow. And the Lord asked me, 
Are you a good student? This is the second time in my life that he asked me that question. Are you a good student? Well, the first time I told him that, yes, I wanted to be the best student and I was doing everything I could to be the best student, and now he asks me a second time, are you a good student? And I instinctively knew right away the unction and the anointing. I knew what God was saying, that he's going to teach me something about God, his Father, that only he can teach. He came to the disciples who became the apostles, and he expounded to them who God, his Father, was, the, the uh, theology knowledge of God the Father. I I had to say yes. I said, Amen, Lord. But I need you to help me. And I realized that every day I was going to have to come to class and I didn't want to sit at the back of the class to get distracted, so I knew that I would have to sit at the front of the class I knew that not even at the front of the class, I'd have to stay focused so I didn't drift in my thinking, that I would pay attention. And I knew that at the same time, I didn't want to be just in the class to get through the class to get a good grade. I had the attitude which you need to have. I'm giving you the experience, this experience for you, that you come to class every day and whatever God has you doing, wherever God has you, where he has placed you in his sovereignty. He's sovereign in where you are in life. Male, female, young, old, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, rich, poor, educated, not educated, handicapped, or well, whatever your condition is, he has a class that you are in. Have the attitude that you're going to make it to class every day. You want to be the top in that class. You want to get the best grade. It's not for anybody else. It's for you. You're going to sit at the front of the class so you don't get distracted. And that when graduation time comes, you are going to be the top. Don't look at anyone else. You don't need to compete against anybody else. You're competing against yourself, against your flesh, against your attitude. You're competing against your who you are as a person. You may be strong-willed. You may be temp timid, whatever it may be. But you're going to be the class, be at the top, be in the front. Don't look at others around you. Let God speak to you. Have an ear to hear what He is speaking to you. Focus on Him. Don't focus on the world. The world is going to come to, to, to snatch you, to take you away, to distract you. Stay focused. And I, I, I just remember sitting there in that parking garage. I'm up about eight stories, seven stories, looking out west over the valley there in Las Vegas. And that's where the Lord met me. Are you a good student? Because I am the best teacher. No one teaches more perfectly than I teach my people. I am teacher. I am rabbi. 
I will teach my people about my Father. I am teacher. I will teach you about who I am, what I came for, why I came, the purpose for my coming. I will teach you everything about me. And I will teach you about the Holy Spirit. I will teach you everything about the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But are you the best student? And I just sat there. I was I was just I didn't I don't know if people drove in or drove out. I don't know if they parked next to me. <clears throat> I don't remember seeing a plane. I don't remember anything. <clears throat> Excuse me. All I remember is I was focused on what the Holy Spirit was teaching me. And reading Hebrews chapter seven, Melchizedek, he was a high priest. No higher. This is Christ. He is the high priest. And the purpose, the, the duties of the high priest were to bring God's people before God and to bring God, the Father, to His people. So Christ brings us to the Father and brings the Father to us. This is the purpose of Melchizedek. This is the purpose of what Jesus Christ does every day, every day, not once a year. The experience of atonement daily. The experience of the Passover protecting us from the death angel daily. Bringing the bread to feed us daily. Bringing our harvest to us daily. And I remember the, I realized instinctively I knew if he's asking me to be the best student then I, I realized that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Godhead God is one, but there is a plurality. And the Lord opened my eyes to show me that He, the three, or the one, or the three in one, they were, there was a discussion in heaven as to the what is best for my future. What is best for Rick? Where can we put him? What is it that we would be best for our kingdom, for the for our kingdom, for our purpose? Where should we place him? What should we do for him in his future? That's going to be the most valuable for him, the most valuable for us. This is exactly the way the Godhead views each one of you. What is it that in this council in heaven where God is deciding making decisions about your future you're sitting here listening to this program and he's thinking what is the best for your for this person 
What is the very, very best that where can we position them so they're protected, so they're blessed, so we can train them, our hand will be upon them, we'll direct them, we'll encourage them, and we will move them so that they will be profitable for themselves, for those around them, and for my kingdom. Where can we place them? This is happening right this second in God's heaven. And that decision is being made for each one of you. Now, if you want to be perfectly placed where God has assigned you to be, that has to be your decision. God gives you free will. You have to make that decision. Yes, Lord, I want to be... I thank you, for, I, I thank you Lord, by faith, that I am placed perfectly. There's no accident in my life. I know there are no accidents. You are my God. You are looking out for my best interests, the interests of those around me. Lord, I don't know what you have planned for me in the future, but by faith I know you will protect me, you'll keep me, you'll keep me. <coughs> Excuse me. It's going to be the best. And Lord, help me to be the best student that I ace the class. I'm at the front of the class. I'm the class every day. I don't get distracted. It is possible for me to be the top of what you've asked me to be. There is something, Holy Spirit, that I can do that nobody else can do. No one else can do what I do, what you've ordained me to do, what you have trained me to do. I'm the only one that can do it. Moses was trained by you. He was the only one that could lead the children of Israel out of his, his, Egypt. He's the only one. Joseph was the only one that could save the world of his time from the famine that was coming and the hardships that would come to the world. He was the only one. Daniel was the only one. God had to go to Israel to take Daniel captive, to bring him back to Babylon, to put him in the court of the king, because Daniel was the man. No one could replace him. He was going to be the one to make Nebuchadnezzar through visions, make him great, make him fall, make him great again. He was the one that was going to follow Nebuchadnezzar and his son and Belshazzar after. No one could replace him. In that principle, each one of you, you have a place where God has put you, given you something. There is something in your future that only you can do. No one else can replace you. No one else can do what you do if you're willing. If you want God to help you and he will help you he will protect you he will give you everything you need to carry out those duties and it may be suffering 
It may be whatever, but God will be with you. Do you need your fireplace clean? Not sure if your fireplace is working right or not sure if the fireplace is efficient? Call Abundant Flame at 970-966-0217 to schedule your appointment. We service all brands of gas fireplaces, freestanding and built-ins, pellet stoves, wood fireplaces, and electric fireplaces. Visit us at Abundant-Flame or call 970-966-0217. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com. The Hebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, the Hebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. Dehebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at DehiboTeaClub.com, 818-610-8088. Dehebo is spelled T-A-H-E-B-O. DehiboTeaClub.com, 818-610-8088. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy or find my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com. Click on the shop. Hey folks, The Rev here. Most of you know I teach a hardcore urban survival class at Warriors Revolution. Classes are every other Thursday and Saturday. Classes are $25 a session, and there's five total sessions. Contact the radio station at 970-587-5003. That's 970-587-5003. Or you can call the Rev directly. We'll get you scheduled and get you in class. We're at the end of the second hour of today's program. Dollar Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church. And uh, my contact information is P.O. Box, is, is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872. Longmont 80502 and uh, I I pray I pray a lot much for these programs 
pray for the audience. That God be that God bless you. That God help you. God move you forward. God keep you. And I thank you also for your prayers. It's a left and right hand type of a it's it's just it takes two. I pray, you pray, and through our prayers, God is able to move what He wants to do forward. God has a plan for Northern Colorado. You're in it, whether you know it or not, whether you understand it or not, you're in it. There is a great battle taking place in Northern Colorado. It's a satanic battle uh, against the things of God, the occult, and also uh, religion. Uh, one of the state and strategies is always to bring in a hypocritical form of worship of God. No power. It's man, man-centered, man-based, centered around vain things. It's happening here in northern Colorado. And you're part of it. That God wants you to be in this. You are part of this plan. He wants you to understand it so that you can be part of and carry out that vital plan that only you, you have something that only you can do. It's important. So thank everyone for the prayers. I thank everyone for your financial support. This is making this possible. Uh, it's a one-two combination. And next hour, as I'm talking about all this, then God loves us so much. John, 1 John chapter 3. One more verse before we go to break. Behold, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us. You're here at this time in the world for a great, great, mighty plan of Almighty God. What love, what, what love the Father has bestowed upon you to be part of this at this time. That you should be called the sons of God. That you should be called the sons of Almighty God. God eternal. What manner of love is this? We'll talk about this in the next hour. Rick Rodriguez will be right back. By now, you know how good CBD can be for you. But here's some things CBD can't help you with. Those annoying calls about your car's warranty expiring. Gay frogs or racist cows. Climate coaches or that undying devotion to Alex Jones. This has been a friendly reminder from your friends at 1360 KHNC, the Roar of the Rockies. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. 
Rocky Mountain News Network. I'm Kristen Thoburn. COVID-19 is impacting sports in a big way. The NHL has postponed hockey matchups indefinitely amid COVID outbreaks. At least three players on the Colorado Avalanche tested positive this week. The NFL is postponing some games this weekend, but for now it seems the Denver Broncos game against the Cincinnati Bengals is set to go on as scheduled. Colorado's sentencing laws are getting national attention. It's only been a few days since a 110-year sentence was handed down for Rogel Aguilera Medeiros after his semi crashed into a rush hour traffic jam and killed four people in April of 2019. Several million people who consider that term excessive have signed an online petition calling on Governor Polis to reconsider and reduce it. Multiple factors go into such a long sentence, but University of Denver law professor Ian Farrell says a big one is mandatory minimum sentencing. Depending on, for example, which class of felony you have been convicted of, that gives the court a sentencing range. But if you're convicted of what the state considers a crime of violence, that extends minimum sentences for each offense. Each of them individually might have, say, a four-year minimum or because it's a crime of violence, an eight-year minimum. But when you add that up consecutively over this number of charges, you get what is effectively a life sentence. Jefferson County DA Alexis King says in filing charges, she asked for the minimum sentence allowed by law, not the maximum. I'm Jim Williams. Some Colorado educators could get up to $5,000 towards their student loans through a state program designed to attract teachers to rural and hard-to-fill positions. Applications open this week for the Educator Loan Forgiveness Program. It's open to teachers, administrators, and special service providers with a valid Colorado license. Should be a great weekend for snow sports. Some recent snow has most ski resorts open and opening more runs and lifts. If you are hitting the backcountry, be aware that avalanche danger remains considerable in most mountain zones. There should be another batch of mountain snow mid-next week. I'm Kristen Thoburn. The holiday season is right around the corner. So give the gift that's hard to wrap, but easy to give. Give them a steal. From powerful trimmers, blowers, and chainsaws under the tree to branded accessories stuffed in their stockings, the Steel Holiday Gift Guide has something for everyone. Visit your local steel dealer or go to steelusa.com slash gift guide. Real steel. Find yours. Available participating dealers while supplies last. Steel outdoor power tools may be hard to wrap, but once they get opened, you'll see why steel is so easy to give. Find the right gift this year with battery power made by steel. From mowers and blowers to trimmers and chainsaws, our AK Homeowner Series of Battery Tools starts at just $199.99. Shop now by visiting your local steel dealer or going to steelusa.com slash gift guide. Real steel. Find yours. All prices MSRP available for participating dealers while supplies last. The Loveland PE Gun Show, December 11th and 12th, has two giveaways from Zip Guns. A Springfield Hellcat on Saturday and an AR-15 on Sunday. Guns, ammo, knives, military surplus, self-defense products, and much more. Located off of I-25 and Highway 34 West at the outlets at Loveland. Buy, sell, and trade, and $50 CCW classes on Saturday and Sunday. See PEShows.com to register. That's PEShows.com. See you at the show. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. 
I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Hey, listeners, this is Anita, your Medicare specialist. Annual enrollment has come to an end for this year, but don't fret. You still have an opportunity starting January 1st through March 31st to make a change in your plan. Call me for details at 970-515-6882. Also, if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan and you're concerned about your co-pays, I have some affordable solutions for you. Call me, 970-515-6882, to schedule a no-cost, no-obligation appointment. Stand Ministry Radio Church Program, and I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Every Sunday, 9 to noon, here on 1360 KHNC Radio. Monday through Thursday, from 2 to 3, I host the Present Truth Program. We are living in a present truth. The present truth of our time is we are at the end we are at the end of the world that is a present truth and i have been talking in the first couple of hours about <clears throat> the bondage that we can be under if we focus on sin and condemnation but we can be freed from both because we've been washed by the blood our sins are forgiven there is no condemnation because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed us from the law of sin and death. There is no condemnation. We are instructed to move forward, to mature in Christ. That's what we must do. That's what we will do. We will be victorious as a body of Christ. Now, you know, there is a builded church. 
That's in my commercial for this program. Christ said, I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. Does that mean that the whole body of Christ, all of the family of God, is the builded church? No. The whole church. Is there going to be faith? Christ said, is there going to be faith when I return? No. Is there going to be a, at the end of the world, there has always been apostasy from the time that churches began already five, ten years into the new uh, church age, already Gnostic teaching had come in. Doctrines were already being twisted. Apostasy was already in its infant stage. But in the time that we're in, the apostasy will mature. And it will be so powerful like leaven that it will be uh, it will have infiltrated all seven of the lampstands all seven lampstands exist presently all seven churches you cannot eliminate a church well the church of Thyatira doesn't exist today or these seven churches do not exist no as long as there are Christians in the world, these churches exist. These churches are to be in the world, not of it. But the great apostasy, the great apostasy coming in to teachers who had other motives, uh, motives that didn't include sound doctrine to the body of believers. And I'll talk about evangelical churches in America. Doctrines, heresies, that are false, false doctrines. That there is, like I talked about in the last hour, the doctrine of universalism in the churches that Satan eventually with Adolf Hitler and everyone else of these evil people unrighteous people throughout the years are going to be forgiven and have a place in eternity they'll be forgiven they'll be redeemed that is a her heretical doctrine heresy that's just one then you have another doctrine, dominionism, that as a church, churches, we are going to take over the world for God, take over the systems of the world, the governments of the world, the economies of the world. We're going to basically rule the world as Christians. And when Christ returns for a gift, we are going to give the ultimate gift to Christ. When he returns, we are going to give him the cities and the nations of the world as a gift. Another false doctrine, heresy. Christ has to actually come with 10,000, thousands, and thousands on horseback to Armageddon in a type to destroy the armies of the devil 
Then he's going to take the goats and the sheep. The sheep will go into the, etern- the, the millennial kingdom. The goats are going to be gathered and thrown into eternal fire. And the kingdoms of this world at that time will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of, of his Christ. We're not giving Christ anything. Christ is coming back to redeem it from the usurper. He has to remove the usurper. And he takes the usurper, binds him, and throws him into the bottomless pit where this creature falls for a thousand years. There's no bottom. He's suspended in motion, falling, has no way to stop the fall, escape his prison or his chains. He's going to be bound for a thousand years. And once he's bound, now the kingdoms. Do you think the church is going to bind the devil? I hear prayers like, we bind you, Satan. You can't bind Satan. You can break the power of his plans, his assignments, his orders, but you can't bind him. You can rebuke him. Get behind me. You can't bind him. He's got a purpose. He's allowed to do what he does. It's in the Bible. He's allowed, but we've been warned that he will deceive. He's the great deceiver. But we can't bind him. And when we rebuke him, we have to rebuke him in the name of the Lord. Just like uh, Michael, the archangel, when they were fighting over Moses' body, Satan wanted to take Moses' body and own it so that the people would worship the children of Israel would worship Moses' body. And Michael had to fight. They hid the body. It's still hidden to this day. And Michael, the archangel, said, The Lord rebuke you. We have to be careful. We have to rebuke in the name of the Lord. You know, we can't... uh, We have to be careful with angels... We can't give angels command, tell them what to do. The devil worshipers, they command the spirits. They tell the spirits and the fallen angels to do this and do that, and they they do that. But we, we have to ask God to send his holy angels to fight and protect us. Lord, put your angels about us. Keep us, protect us. You give your angels command. You tell them what to do. But we have no power to tell the angels what to do. We have to be careful. Our requests are to God, and our requests are that God will do this or He will do that. So, uh, in the last hour, I was just talking about We have been chosen by the Lord for the time that we're in. He has ordained that we be here. He has given us abilities, natural abilities, intellectual abilities, different types of abilities, insights. We have gifts that He has given to us for warfare. If we are good students, 
He is the best teacher. David twice in the Psalms stated, Lord, you have taught me from my youth. And that reality is that God has been there from the time that you were first born again to be your teacher. To give you commandments. A command to go here, a command to go there, a command to do this, a command to do that. Then He has been your instructor. He has been the one to teach you His ways. His ways are holy. His ways are ways of judgment. He has to judge everything. He's the judge. He has a scepter. It's a royal scepter. The scepter of his kingdom is not love. The scepter of his kingdom is not grace. That's not the scepter of his kingdom. The Christians, oh, love, 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 love. Yes, God is love. God loves us. But the scepter of his kingdom is righteousness. He loves you. But what happens when you when you uh, go a-whoring, when you get out of step, out of bounds, when you uh, get yourself in trouble. The scepter of righteousness, you have to repent. It's the scepter of righteousness. He has a kingdom that is based upon laws, laws of righteousness. Righteousness is, the righteous laws of God is the gravity. You fall out of the plane. You, you, you are, were born in sin. You were thrown out of a plane the minute you were born. And gravity is, is causing you to fall at a rapid rate toward the earth. But at some point in time, God reaches you because He's righteous. He must give you a parachute. Because He's righteous, and on the way down you call out to Him and you plead and ask Him for help. And uh, righteously, because you have requested His help, Righteously, by faith, now you have an advocate. Christ is your advocate, and the parachute is the love of God. The parachute is what saves you. But God, as a judge, His laws are His righteousness, that is His character, His goodness and kindness, that's His love and His mercy. Or his mercy is his his character. He's a God of he's righteous and he's merciful. It's really deep, I'm telling you. The experiences. So now we're going to go to chapter three of first John chapter three. We are here at this time in the world for a plan of God. 
Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Number one, thank God if you're born again that you are one of His children. You're eternally with Him forever. You're called the sons of God. Therefore, the world does not know you because it did not know Him. He's stating right away, there's something coming. It's going to be hardships. In the world, the world didn't know Christ. The world won't know you. Beloved, now we are the sons of God. And it doesn't appear what we will be like. But we do know that when He appears, we will be like Him. For we will see Him as He is. We don't know what our new bodies are going to look like. But we do know what our responsibilities are going to be. We are going to replace the angels. We are going to rule the world for those who overcome. We are going to <clears throat> be the ones, again, that replace the fallen angels. They're going to be bound. They're not going to run free in the millennial kingdom. The demons are going to be rounded up and put in a holding pen for a thousand years. They're not going to run free. The only thing in the millennial kingdom that men are going to have to fight is their flesh. Because the flesh is inside. It can't be controlled. In the millennial kingdom, men are going to have to live by their consciences. In the millennial kingdom, if a man kills a man, you're not going to have these long, two or three year long, multi-million dollar jury trials. That will not happen. In the Millennial Kingdom, if a person kills another person, the courts, this person will be taken before the courts immediately and sentence will be immediate. There's not going to be these delays. Not like it is here presently. No. Justice will be swift, quick, righteous in the Millennial Kingdom. Because no sin, because basically the demons are not there to entice people. They're not going to sin as much. People will live 100, 200 years old. If you died 100 years of age, you're just a young man. A young man today is 30 years old. So can people live two, 250 years in the millennial kingdom? I would think so. Because sin is not going to have the effect that it has on present day man. Verse 3, John 3, 3. Every man that has this hope, he purifies himself, even as Christ is pure. We're the sons of God. It's our obligation, our duty, something that we would naturally want to do to keep ourselves pure and holy for the Lord. It doesn't mean to be religious and pious and walk around all day long, you know, with a long face. No. We're to enjoy life. But enjoy and en but as we enjoy life, we keep ourselves pure from the sins of the cosmos, the things of the world, from the thoughts of the heart, the evil of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the lust of pride, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. Verse 4. Whoever commits sin transgresses the law for sin is the transgression of the law. You know 
that He was manifested to take away our sins, and in Him is no sin. Now, this goes to abiding. We know the sin, but if you abide, you don't have to worry about the sins. Whoever abides in Him will not sin. Why? You're sinners, but why won't you sin? Because when you're abiding, that means you're in the Holy Spirit. When you're walking in the Spirit, when your conscience is alive, when your heart is alive, when your intuition is alive, you instinctively, without even having to think about it, it's just like your balance. You're able to stay upright because you just have a natural balance. Once, as you learn to abide in the Lord, walk in Him, live in Him, let Him speak to you, you'll just avoid the traps. As you abide, <clears throat> whoever abides in Him sins not. And whoever sinneth has not seen Him, neither known Him. There are people that their life is nothing but sin. Why? Because they don't know how to abide. They don't understand what abiding in Christ is because they're not Christ's. Verse 7. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. Verse 8. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. He's talking about believer, unbeliever. For the devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. But now, he's, again, he's talking about believer and non-believer. But whoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. And he cannot sin because he is born of God. Again, you're abiding in, the, in Christ. You're abiding. You're going to offend. You're going to commit sins. But you have the blood immediately to keep going. Now, verse 10. In this, the children of God are manifest. In this one principle, the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. So John makes it known that there are the children of God, the children of the devil. Two distinctions, two groups. Those that are the children of God versus those that are ch the children of the devil. Those that know God, those that do not know God. Those that sin, commit sin, those that don't. In this, the child, this is verse 10, 1 John 3, 10. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness, whoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. And then John begins to talk about the love that God's children should have for God's children. Verse 11, For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and slew his brother. And why did he slay his brother? Because his own works were evil, and his brothers were righteous. The children of the devil are in the principle of Cain, who's after the wicked one that will slay his brother. 
in the future, according to the Scripture, men are just going to begin this campaign of killing their fellow man. It has always been. It's going to intensify. It is intensifying presently, will intensify in the future. This spirit of Cain slaying his brother, yes, they will kill Christians, but they will also kill their fellow man. Marvel not, brothers, if the world hates you, don't think it odd. Don't think it's strange. If the world hates you, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brothers. We love God's children, his family. He that loves not his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby we perceive, hereby perceive we the love of God because we because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers now he goes to the practicality it doesn't mean that you have to die for your brother yeah that may happen but practically it says this in verse 17 whoever has the the good things of this world the riches of this world the natural the things of the world that we need to sustain our lives. Whoever has these things and sees a brother, those around him that have need, if this person shuts up the bowels of his mercy, shuts, closes his heart, the goodness in his heart, it seizes up. And there is no compassion. There is no empathy for those around him in the Christian church, and just in, with mankind itself. How does the love of God dwell in this person? How does it dwell? How does it live? How, is it, how can it be alive in this person? It isn't. We'll be right back. This is Rick Rodriguez. Christ said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Join me on Sundays from 9 to noon for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program on 1360 AM KHNC. You can buy gold just about anywhere in the world from all kinds of different dealers. So why do you use the Patriot Trading Group? 20 years of service, just like that. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, just like that. Lowest prices, just like that. No solicitation, just like that. Buying or selling, just like that. For all your gold and silver needs, call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592. Just like that. Does EnviroShape's concrete do driveways? We do it! Does EnviroShape's concrete do patios? We do it! Does EnviroShape's concrete do sidewalks? We do it! Get a hold of EnviroShapes Concrete at 303-775-7926 or EnviroShapes at gmail.com. 
Hi folks, I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farm, land, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Doctors say you should have your colon checked often. I'm not a doctor, but if you don't have your gun cleaned regularly, it'll get filled with crap too. And when it breaks, it could cost you your family. Don't let it happen to you. Go see My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. Give me a call or shoot me a text at 970-776-0258. That's My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. 970-776-0258. We here at KHNC are looking for new conspiracy theories because all the old ones have become fact. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. Okay, as we continue... Um, this is verse 17 of 1 John chapter 3. But whoever has the world's goods, the good of the world, and sees his brother that has need and shuts up his bowels of compassion and empathy from him, how does the love of God dwell in him? Verse 18, my little children, let us not love in word or in speech, but in deed and in truth. Now, at the end of the world, this will be the condition of the believers in the body of Christ toward other believers. The empathy, the love, the compassion of Christians toward other Christians is going to... Uh, it, they're just not going to be that compassion. It says the love of many will grow cold. Does that mean only in the world? No. It also means in the church. This is a one of the symptoms of a person that is in the flesh. People that are in the flesh, they have symptoms. The symptoms are no empathy, no compassion, selfishness. So John is warning against it. And we know that we are of the truth, so you can examine yourself. We know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before Him. And we know that if we're living properly, our hearts will be clear and we'll know that we're doing what is pleasing to God. If our hearts condemn us, well, there comes condemnation. Condemnation. If our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart, 
and knows all things. Do not let condemnation grip you. There is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed you from the law of sin and of death. And one thing the devil likes to do, even if you don't sin, the devil likes to condemn you over any everything. Oh, why did you say that? Shame on you. And you might not have meant anything by, uh, you might not have had a bad intent, but I can't think of an example. But the devil will condemn you for anything. You have to be careful. If the heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. If our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. So once you break free from condemnation, then your confidence in God grows. Verse 22, And whatever you ask, we receive of Him, because we keep His instructions, His commandments, do those things that are pleasing in His sight. If we're pleasing to the Lord, and someone has a legitimate need, like I can pray for people, now, if I'm going to pray for them to receive a million dollars, to live in a million dollar home, to buy a brand new car, these type of things that are, in a sense, uh, just not the Lord. No, I'm not going to pray that way. But if, if I pray that the Lord protect somebody, God will answer that prayer. If I pray somebody, well, if somebody needs a, a job and they want to work and they need employment, I can pray for somebody that God bring them a job. And God answers these type of prayers that are legitimate requests. God answers these type of prayers. Somebody is sick, they need healing. Yes, pray for them. Somebody's hungry, they need miracles. And I can't help them. I pray for miracles. If people get miracles, this is the commandment that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. This is a commandment. It is an instruction. This is a teaching. This is necessary. That you believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. You love one another as He gave us a commandment. A commandment, not like the Ten Commandments, but the commandment is, go here, go down to the end of the road, turn left, Go to the end of that road and you're at your destination. I command you go left at the T. Don't go right. My commandment is go left. Don't go, t go, don't go right. We have a commandment that we're to love one another. We have the grace. We have the Holy Spirit. And He gave us the instruction, the commandment. We are to do this. We are to love one another. He that keeps His commandments dwells in Him, and He in Him. If we obey His instructions, His commandments, His teachings, we live in Him, He lives, lives in us. By the Spirit which He has given us. Now in chapter 4, now we get into some... Uh, We get into some more instruction. 1 John 4, 1. 
This is important. Beloved, don't believe every spirit. Test the spirits. Try them to see if they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone into the world. They are in the world today. Many, many, many. This is how you know if a spirit comes from God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. In other words, yes, Jesus Christ did come in the flesh. Why is that important? Because the demons know that because Jesus Christ came in the flesh, He, as Christ, as the appointed one, anointed and appointed, to fulfill a purpose. He did come. He did fulfill that purpose. He was to live in the world. He was to instruct these apostles. He was to present to them an eternal kingdom, a real kingdom that would exist with these men and their teachings that Christ did come to die for man's sins, to wash sins from mankind, all of mankind, to be tested. He had to be examined as the Lamb of God the night of His trial. He was examined. He was examined by the audience, the people that were there. He was examined by Pontius Pilate. By Rome, he was examined by the, the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, by the religious world, waiting for him to do something that would uh, prove that he was not blameless, sinless, but he passed every test. He was examined by Rome. Rome was there to examine. The religious world was there to examine. And the bystanders were there to examine. The apostles were there to examine. And guess what? This Lamb of God was sinless, was without blemish, without spot. He passed the test. The only true Lamb of God. Then these demons know that He had to die and they didn't want him to die, and they thought that once he died, they could keep him in the grave. <clears throat> in Colossians, on the day of resurrection, they were there. They were present. The devil, fallen angels, demons. And it says in Colossians, in one translation, in a deeper translation in the Greek, that they grabbed on to him, they held him, they tackled him, they had him in their grasp firmly, but it said as he ascended, he dusted them off, <clears throat> just like shaking off dust. He dusted them off. He ascended and was enthroned, became heir of the universe, but now he has to just return to take what is rightfully his, which belongs still to the devil. 
It's been usurped. So these demons, they do not want to confess, these spirits do not want to confess that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. They do not want to confess that He came because they know that He is going to judge them. He is going to put them in prison. He is going to lock them up for a thousand years. They know that he is going to bind the devil. He's going to be bound. Chains. I don't know what kind of, how he's going to be bound, but he's going to be thrown into a bottomless pit for a thousand years. So they don't want to admit that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Verse 3. 1 John 4, 3. Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is not of God. This is that spirit of Antichrist. Because they will not admit, they do not, cannot admit that Christ came. That spirit is Antichrist, which you have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. It has been there from that time. Now it is in our time, especially Many, many, many antichrists, antichrist spirit that will, that will, <coughs> excuse me, that will not admit that Christ came in the flesh. Verse 4, you are of God, little children, have overcome him or them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You've overcome these antichrists. They are of the world, of the cosmos. Therefore speak they of the cosmos. And the cosmos will hear them, the kingdom of the devil. Remember that Satan's throne is in the world. Satan has set his throne in the cosmos. The world presently this is where Satan has placed his throne. And he does rule still. He will rule until the kingdoms are taken by Christ for Christ. Verse 5. They are of the cosmos. Therefore they speak of the world and the world will hear them. We are of God. He that knows God hears us. He that is not of God hears us not. And by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Everyone that loveth is born of God and knows God. <clears throat> he that loves not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us. The love of God manifested toward us because God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Here in His love, not that we love God, but that He loved us, sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. 
those that are beloved, if God loved us, we should also love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God does dwell in us and His love is perfected in us. And by this we know that he dwell, that we dwell in Him and He in us because He has given us His Spirit. Now I'm going to jump to John chapter 5, 1 John 5. I didn't finish that chapter because I want to get to these verses real quick. We're getting near the end of the hour. Verse five, chapter 5, verse 1. Verse one. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone that loveth Him that begat love, everyone that loveth Him that begat, that begat loveth Him also that is begotten of Him. Bad translation, King James. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born from God. Whoever loves someone who is a parent loves the child born to that parent. This is how we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep God's commandments. This is the love of God when we keep God's commandments. God's commandments are not difficult. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and he that is vi- that and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, verse 6. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. He was pierced, out of his side came water and blood. And it is the Spirit that bears witness, because the Spirit is truth. Verse 7. For there are three that bear record in heaven, Three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. But it says they're three. But they're one. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Verse 8. And these three that bear witness in the earth, there are three that bear witness in the earth. There are three that bear witness in the earth. The spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. Three that bear witness in the earth. The spirit, the water, and the blood. These three agree in one. If we receive the witness of man, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his Son. He that believes on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believes not, God hath made him a liar. Because he, is, he believeth not the record that God gave his Son. This is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in the Son. Eternal life. This life is in the Son. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. If you are not born again, 
you do not have life. You must have the Son of God dwelling in you. If not, you do not have eternal life. You cannot be... Many people believe because they believe in Christ, they are saved. No. You must have Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, in you. You must ask Him, Holy Spirit, come and live in me. We're going to close out. Hang on. When dealing with a worldwide pandemic, remember to avoid, distance, and alienate yourself from friends, family, and neighbors. That way, when the crisis is over, no one will ask you to help them move, to borrow money, or bother you for a cup of sugar ever again. After all, who needs community anyway? This has been a public service announcement. Have a lonely, I mean lovely day. Hi, this is Brett King, Glass Doctor of Greeley, Colorado. 970-616-3100. We take care of all of your home, auto, and business glass needs. Home glass repair, shower doors, mirrors, storefronts, window replacement. Come find us at 6310 West 10th Street in Greeley, Colorado. And uh, don't forget your auto glass and heavy equipment. Again, Brett King, Glass Doctor of Greeley, 970-616-3100. Reasons to Own Gold, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank, which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592. Did the insurance company divorce your mountain house? Then call Affordable Tree Service North at 970-568-6898. We have over 50 years combined experience in fire mitigation. Let us climb, cut, trim, haul your worries away. We know brokers who specialize in mountain property, and we don't hire no snowflakes. Hey, you're not in this commercial. Again, call Affordable Tree Service at 970-568-6898. That's 568-6898. Socialism, like the ancient ideas from which it springs, confuses the distinction between government and society. As a result, every time we object to a thing being done by government, the socialists conclude we object to it being done at all. We disapprove of state education, and the socialists say we are opposed to any education. Socialism. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. We are, we are finished with today's program. Now, with these epistle of John, First John, <clears throat> excuse me, these epistles are about abiding. When you abide 
you have victory over sin. Abiding. And John, he was the apostle who explained life clearly. He was able to explain this eternal life to God's children. Life that we have within us so that we can abide. This is the inner life experience of abiding. As we abide, we are not bound or tripped or hindered by sin. We, we, we have the blood continually. He mentions what Christ does. So we have it in our thinking. I've transgressed the blood of Jesus Christ. Go forward. Lead the blood. Go forward. Walking and abiding in the... As you abide in Christ, there is less failure in the area of transgressions, sin. In the time in which we're headed, you don't want to be hindered in your walk with the Lord. You want to be free to go forward. And there was another, one more thought. Kind of fading out here. Okay, back to the mic. Another thought is that uh, we're in the time that precedes the tribulation. You are witnessing, if you can look at what is happening, you have to say these hardships that are coming, they are being forecast by the children of the cosmos who rule this nation and the other nations of the world. They are telling you what's coming. God is making them tell you what's coming. More lockdowns, economic hardships, closures, more businesses closing. They're telling you. Christ is warning the world. Prepare for what's coming spiritually. Prepare practically. Ask God for wisdom. Ask Him for knowledge and understanding to make the best decisions. Don't make decisions to make decisions. Pray, pray, pray. I pray whenever I need a vehicle. I pray, 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 pray. And until God shows me exactly what I'm to get, the direction to go, I don't move. That's just with the vehicle. But I pray about all things. Many are the devices in a man's heart. There are many devices in a man's heart. But the counsel of the Lord, that will stand. Wait for His counsel. Be patient. Wait on the Lord. These are Christian disciplines. Wait on Him to direct you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Talk to you one more time this year. Have a wonderful week. Rick Rodriguez. 1360KHNC.com has CBD products. Click on the shop button and get yours today. Just go to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. The CBD on our website is 99% pure, all natural, no pesticides, non-GMO, is grown organically right here in Colorado, and is 100% THC free. Oh, and did you know ours is the lowest price CBD anywhere in northern Colorado? 
For all your CBD needs, just log on to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown.